Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 312. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be discussing recent episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, 11-22-63, The Walking Dead, and The X-Files. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 312. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Kyle from noreruns.net. And Mike from TVIPodcast.com. Thank you both for joining me on episode 312. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks uh, for being hat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll jump uh, right into the news, uh, which uh, a bunch of stuff uh, came out over the last few days. Really, a lot of it over just the last couple of days, almost, really. Uh, But first up, uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, has canceled Mad Dogs after one season. But it was only supposed to be a limited series, yeah. <laughs> as they claim. I love that excuse, but I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the original, but I, I do want to watch it someday. Was that the excuse they gave? Oh, well, this was always supposed to be one season anyway. Well, that's what he said in the in the interview. In the over Twitter, I guess he tweeted like a whole bunch of tweets. And one of them was this was supposed to be originally designed as a limited series. But they made us come up with a plan for like other seasons if we were to continue or something. Was that Sean Ryan, the show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. That's the whole thing with the limited series is to me that's become – Meaning that it's sort of a mini series, but with the potential of being multiple mini series, yeah, type of thing. Because because limited series just seems like because some things they call a limited series just they call that because it's only eight episodes or something, and and I guess they don't want to call it. I don't I don't know for whatever reason you very seldom see anything actually called a mini series anymore. Yeah, what was like this new X Files uh, season? Was that marketed as a miniseries? Did they call it that? Did Fox call it that? Uh, they, I think they called it like a special event, just like a special yeah, event. sort of, or yeah. something like yeah. that. But everybody right. just took it since they didn't change the name or anything. Everybody just was like, "It's season ten, season ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and uh, so, yeah. But you know, then you have things like uh, Wayward Pines. That's you know supposed to be a limited series, and then oh hey, we're doing another. We're going to do season two. So everything seems to be built with if if it hits some sort of number, we're going to want to do more, no right. matter what you call it. So I'm actually a bigger fan of of doing TV seasons in a way that you get a completed story, and that if you're going to do more, it's a new story. You know, or it's a it's a story that you can continue on with, but uh, the way things get canceled these days, <laughs> with so much out there, uh, it's hard to jump in on something, and then it gets canceled at the end of the first season, and you're like, but it leaves with a giant cliffhanger. Everybody's in peril. Like what? Yeah. Did Mad Dogs yeah. end with a cliffhanger, or is it going to? Does anybody know? Uh, I thought that he said it had closure. Yeah, because he even has. said he de- he defined it as like a one season thing, but that, of course, but still open to do more if possible. But yeah, 
It's like the, this story is completed, but we can find a new place where everything can go wrong for this group. But of I mean, the original UK one, they did like two or three seasons for that. So mm. if they're following the same yeah. storyline, <laughs> they could have just done whatever the next one was. But well, there was never a lot of huge buzz about this show. Yeah, well, the main stuff that I actually heard about it, if I did hear something about it, was that it wasn't good. Uh, with that, we'll move on to the next thing on the list, which is CBS has renewed NCIS for a 14th and a 15th season. Insanity. My grandmother won't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a show that's never going to die. No. This is like the live-action Simpsons. <laughs> Mark Carmen will be like in his 80s, and he'll still be doing the show. But if you have a show that has 20 million people watching it, you're never going to cancel that, no matter what those people are. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a show that that many people are watching it, because it's still, I mean, it still finishes relatively high, even in the, you know, the other demographics, as opposed to, you know, overall viewers, it may not end up number one sometimes or whatever out of, you know, all broadcast shows or whatever, but it has over 20 million people watching it live. I'm, fi <laughs> I'm fine if, I'm like fine if the they night. keep it on. I'm fine if they keep it on forever because it's one hour of TV that I don't have to worry about watching. You know, so they they keep they keep that, and apparently it does like another four or five off a of DVR. So there's like every seven days, there's like 25 million people watching it, and it's also one of the top rated shows internationally, and it does really well in syndication. And so it almost at this point, it doesn't matter how much episodes cost to keep doing it as long you know, they can keep producing episodes and always have new stuff to add into the rotation for these syndication and international deals. It's a giant cash cow. So, yeah, this is never, never going to end. It's never it's never going away because at right at this point, Kyle, they don't care that you're not watching it. Because... <laughs> I don't care either. <laughs> I don't watch it. Well, <laughs> They could do a million spinoffs. I would be happy because it's less hours of TV to watch. <laughs> but, you know, the, the audience for this is like 60 and above. So in about 20 years, they're all going to die. So maybe maybe that's when they'll finally cancel this. We'll get 20 more years of NCIS. It will be interesting to see, though, you know, as it continues to get older, uh, the show. But then also they're going to be losing – the Dinozo character, which has been on since the beginning. And so that'll create a whole new dynamic for what the show is like. And it'll be interesting to see what people think of <laughs> the new show, you know, going forward. If it has a, is that Mark Harmon? No, it's uh, what's his name? Uh, gosh, why can I not think of his name right now? But the, the, the other guy, mm -hmm. uh, main character on there, that's other than the, I mean, the, the guy that plays the the coroner and and Polly Perrette, who plays the the tech and CSI type person, has been on there since the beginning too. But it, you know, if you take any one of those characters out, I mean, obviously, if you lost Mark Harmon, the show is going to completely change uh, the dynamic. But you lose a major player that's been on the whole time. You know, if you've been watching for twelve seasons. You know, or 13 seasons now, you've put in a lot of time with that character and you get rid of it and bring on somebody else. But CSI did a good job of that, like slowly rotating out the cast. 
Yeah, they did over they had time, a few but they that were there. Forever. But they, that's when their ratings really started to crater, though, was as they lost some of the long term uh, cast members. Even though when they brought in like Ted Danson and stuff like that, that there was some stuff that sort of rejuvenated the show, but people had stopped caring, you know, by then. Because for a show like this, you go to it for a certain thing. And part of that group dynamic and sort of the com- some of the comedy aspect comes from the Dinozo character. And so you pull that character out and it, it'll change, it'll change the show significantly, I think. Uh, but uh, that's enough about NCIS. We'll move on to another long running procedural <laughs> that's been renewed, which is Fox has renewed bones uh, for a 12th se- season uh, which will be its final season, and they're doing 12 episodes that'll air sometime in the 2016-2017 season, which will bring their total number of episodes up to 246. It's insane. Which, when I saw that, I went, why didn't they just do a 16-episode final season? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Why would you... At this point... Really, what is the difference in another four episodes for this show? Why would you not do an even 250? I don't understand. <laughs> this seems like one of those shows that'll come back, you know, in several years. Like, you know, when Heart to Heart was canceled and then they had all these TV, uh, you know, yeah, uh, movie versions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would actually be an interesting thing. I'm surprised that they don't do that with some of these shows. Right. Uh, that they don't do the two-hour... Give them time; it'll it'll come back. It'll happen. Like, yeah. Full House and all this other stuff. I don't know, Bones, I think, is way past its prime. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. they should have just ended it this season. But yeah. well, I think it's good that they finally made the decision, and they've given them enough time so that they know that they're. You know, I think they may have written this season in such a way that. You know, maybe it could have been or something. Well, they did last season. They ended it. Well, they've much. done that. They've done it a couple other times yeah. before as well. But, <laughs> but you do that. But you, you give them a chance to know for sure that they're going out, especially for something that's been around. You know, it's in its eleventh season. That's that's not that's not a type of show to just let it sort of peter out and go. Uh, you know, oh, by the way, we're not going to pick you up at the end of the season. And they only have like a couple episodes left in production or something. And you're just like, uh, slap an ending on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, but with this show, what do you really need to do? They're just at work. Like, you just end it. Like, Well, you can, no. but you can also, but you can write some sort of storyline that of where it leaves the characters instead of just ending on a, uh, you know, just a, any other day. Bones I mean, finds the bones of all of her colleagues and I mean, has the, to the solve their would, murders. Yeah, the ultimate would be the show just ending on they get another call and they show up at a site and they're just starting a new case and that's the end. <laughs> you know, you just because it just keeps it just keeps going. But I'm a big fan of especially shows that have been long, you know, that have been on for a while of of them getting a chance to go out knowing that they're going out. Yeah, uh, it just—I uh, think it's better for everybody. Uh, it's maybe less so on a show like this that is a you know sort of a procedural that continues on, but uh, 
still good news for fans of that show. Well, unless you're a fan of that show, I guess getting canceled is not necessarily good news, but at least they're going to get in an ending where they know it's coming. I think even a lot of the fans <laughs> are getting well, sick of it. Yeah, what? well, the show is, you know, it doesn't do as well as it used to, but it's still, even this season, you know, they've put it in a couple different spots and it still does well. So, you know, it's it's worked that way for Fox for a long time, for the last four or five seasons. It's been a great utility player for them that they can just sort of plug in anywhere on any night of the schedule and there's you know a minimum number of people that they're going to get so good for that one uh next up uh fx has renewed baskets for a second season Hmm. i guess they want to be in the zach galifianakis business but But i'd rather it be on something (laughs) that's good yeah (laughs) i watched the first episode and i just i was like nope same here. I deleted my season pass faster than I could possibly imagine. I haven't seen this. My wife saw it. She liked it. But it, it, did it get the renewal because it's actually pulling in ratings or because FX still wants to be in the Galifianakis, Louis C.K. camp? I think it may be more of that. I haven't heard anything. I haven't really heard anything about it since it premiered. Right. Yeah. Over, you know, like the first couple episodes or stuff like that and but i don't think that it's doing any gangbuster numbers right uh, i mean but it's not like even the comedies that people like you know or that you hear about are doing super huge numbers on fx either or fxx depending on where they you know, i just find it odd like shows. where they decide to put these because like this one's on fx Mm-hmm. And yet it seems like it would be something that should be on FXX. Yeah, it's more niche. Well, it's still it's still hard to figure out exactly what the difference is. The supposed difference, at least originally, was supposed to be stuff for a younger, you know, like 18 to 34-year-old audience was FXX. And then stuff that was falling into that, that 20 five to 54 year old range or whatever was stuff they were sticking on on fx because that's where a lot of their dramas and stuff were hitting and their comedy most of their comedies seem to be uh in that but i don't know i think probably baskets and like louis and stuff like that probably hit that older probably have a larger viewing in that low that older demographic than the younger demographic yeah that makes sense but yet it's still weird because it there's no there's no drama on FXX that is geared towards this. They haven't put anything or created anything drama-wise. I think a lot of people still don't have FXX, too, <laughs> so they don't want to put their dramas on a channel that no one gets. Well, mm-hmm. but you would but if you build a drama that is geared for that younger audience, then you're they should put it over there. Uh, because they're trying to draw that type of audience to that network. Uh, it just, uh, but when everything that ends up over there is a comedy, then it starts looking to be like the TNT TBS where you start going, well, why are all the, why aren't you just putting all your comedies over here? And, uh, because it's a, it's a demographic breakdown, not a style of show breakdown. Yeah. I don't know exactly how well that's working. I mean, when, 
FXX is in, I think, a significantly smaller portion of homes than FX is. So, I mean, you're already shortening the potential of people that could see it uh, live anyways. And that lower demographic number, you're more likely to catch them probably watching stuff on FX now and, and, uh, you know, other ways as opposed to watching it live anyway. So yeah, other ways. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I just couldn't get over the whole, the whole premise of the show just didn't make any sense. (laughs) And, and some of the relationships in the show didn't make any sense because the Zach Galifianakis character is a complete, you know, he's just a complete jerk, you know, for the most part. And you're just like, why would anybody want to hang around this guy? And I was like, including me as a viewer, I don't want to hang around this guy. So I was like, I'm out. So, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised that that got a second season being, like I said, that I hadn't heard anything about it since it launched. Yeah, same here. But also being renewed for a second season, which Kyle will be happy about. Huzzah! Is NBC has renewed Superstore for a second season. And uh, it's such a good show. That seemed to pick up a little momentum with the people uh, seeming to enjoy it. Uh, I never could get into it. Yeah, me neither. Um, I, I probably need to give another shot. What do you like about it, Kyle? I think they did a really good job. Uh, like at the beginning, like they had like that will they, won't they type of thing, and they sort of got away from that in the later episodes. And Which then was good because she was married. <laughs> yeah, she was married and had a kid, so you're, that would be a little bizarre. Oh, yeah. But uh, but then uh, they also found a, a great way to use everyone more as an ensemble. Like there was, I think it was like about two thirds of the way through, they had everyone in this. They were trapped in the store, and they all like worked together. It was nice to see the whole cast come together and and see them all work together. And they just found a good way to use everyone over the course of the season. Like it became much more like The Office, but mm. set in a uh, in a in a uh, Target or a Walmart or whatever, but I, I thought it. I thought it was funny. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, I'm glad that one's coming back. My guess is since it's been eerily silent about uh, telenovela, that one uh, will not be returning. But oh, Superstore's been doing. You had to wonder like these days exactly what is considered good, but apparently it's doing. You know, like four plus million people uh, watching it. Uh, most of them in the coveted 18 to 49 demographic, I guess, and uh, telenovela, not so much, you know, ratings wise. And so, heck, on NBC, a comedy doing <laughs> that's like the that's like the largest ratings they uh, NBC <laughs> comedies had in years. So there was no way that Superstore wasn't coming back. Plus, I mean, they cut the order. They aired the first three like online. And it still did well. I mean, you're trying to put a whole bunch against it. Yeah. (laughs) And it still uh, managed to do well. Yeah, I don't know. It might be one that since it's getting the second season, maybe I'll check out like the beginning of the second season to see, like you said, Kyle, if they've figured out better how to use people and and stuff. But mostly for the – I saw four of the episodes and not just the first four because the four they had out for screening were – Random. Various. There was like the first couple and then like a couple others throughout. Uh, I don't know how they actually ended up airing them, but 
they were originally like one, two, five, and eleven, or something like that. Uh, uh, but I think they ended up airing them sort of out of the original filmed in order. Uh, well, no, the, the last too. episode ends in a cliffhanger, so it definitely the last episode was meant to be the last episode. Well, there was maybe it wasn't eleven; yeah. it was somewhere farther down the line of of the show. But there was also a couple of episodes where they were being played in not the like when they actually came out and aired they were originally cuz i think like the 5th episode played as like the 3rd episode or something and uh but at any rate seeing later episodes i didn't find the later episode any better than the earlier episode and they mm. had been working together longer and stuff and so i still wasn't finding what was going on to be all that funny but you also weren't a fan of my favorite character on there. <laughs> that, that, that's true too. <laughs> not, yeah, not a, I did not like that character. So I, and that became sort of a big part of, uh, <laughs> of the show. So yeah, if you didn't like that character, you probably weren't going to like the show, but it'll be back. And then lastly, a USA network uh, has canceled satisfaction after two seasons. So Yes, that is correct. You can no longer get satisfaction from USA Network. <laughs> I tried and I tried. <laughs> audiences, audiences were not satisfied. That's right. Well, it's it was in that new vein of shows where they were trying to go darker, you know, or more gritty stories and stuff. And but yet a show like this, you were just like, this is a show that is trying to be like hung but you can't do any of the stuff that they did on Hung because mm. it's on USA Network. So, you know, it's just... Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with the USA Network as they continue... I don't know if they continue down this path of of some of the stuff because in some respects, they're trying to change to be more FX-like or and TNT is doing the same. Everybody's trying to get sort of darker, grittier, uh, more serious, and you're just like, but while Rizzoli and Isles is a terrible show on TNT, eight million people watch it, you know, and while some of these other shows in the past, like, you know, Psych and Burn Notice and Monk and all these things were considered, you know, the Blue Sky Network, a lot of people enjoyed and watched these shows, and now it's getting harder and harder to find an enjoyable hour, you know, that's sort of a comedy drama. Uh, yeah, anywhere. I miss I miss that whole characters welcome type of shows. Like, I don't need a million gritty dramas. Like, I, I want like the lighter, fun shows. Yeah, because I mean, even sci-fi is going that direction, which I'm fine with adding that in. But you don't also have to chop off the fun part of things too. I don't know why every why a network has to be one thing. Yeah, they're just in, anymore. trying to brand themselves in a different way, kind of going with a trend. But it's like your trend should be just make good shows. You yes. don't have to be dark and gritty, you know. I mean, just because Mr. Robot won all these awards and was praised by every critic and got some decent um, uh, ratings, not you know, not every show has to be this uh really edgy thing on your network just yeah that doesn't even that doesn't even fall you know that definitely doesn't fall under the old blue sky type of shows no. but it would totally fill under the characters welcome totally sort of yeah. banner that they used to have and so i still think you could brand stuff in such a way 
the the way that they used to. But I also don't understand why you, while you go away from something that's been successful for a long period of time because other people seem to be doing this, you know, and so now we're going to do that as well. And you're just like, but if everybody's doing that, then nobody stands out. Right. And then somebody will finally come back around and create some fun shows. And then everybody will be like, hey, let's do that over there. People are watching fun shows because it's like, yeah, you've been, you know, killing us with darkness and dour shows for years now. We want some entertainment here. Was that show Colony any good? I'm a few episodes behind, but uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's it's an interesting show because it's more like – it's almost like – what would it be? The uh, third season of Battlestar Galactica? Hmm. Okay, yeah. You know, where they were marooned on that planet and it was occupied. (laughs) uh, And so it's sort of like that. They're – the planet is occupied by you know some aliens that you don't see, uh, and then there's humans working with them, and then humans working against them, and and so it's sort of that aspect of what people are willing to do to try and survive, and uh, in that type of setup, and they've created some interesting characters within that. That uh, I've I'm a few episodes I'm a couple episodes behind, but I I've been I've liked it. I think it's a uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I asked because it seems to be going along with this USA's getting darker trend. That show. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely, you know, it falls a little bit under uh, under that category. But then again, it, I, like you said, it doesn't have to. Everything doesn't have to be like you know happy and pretty, like I said, and everything doesn't have to be dark and gritty. It just needs to be good and for whatever it is. Right. Uh, and I suppose that I I suppose it's still. It's still kind of interesting to me in this day and age where we talk about how <laughs> people are starting to go away from, you know, watching things at a specific time and stuff like that. Yet all these networks are still trying to brand themselves as a certain thing. And, you know, it's, you need to maybe change a, a little bit here and there, but to completely just blow up something that's been working to go in the, in this other direction – uh, and now everything sort of has to fall under that when people aren't necessarily going, oh, that's a USA show. Oh, I'm going to watch that. There's, I'm sure there's a bunch of people watching Colony that I don't even have any idea that it's on USA, uh, you know, or some of these other shows. So I, I just think that you should be making good shows that you can continue to make more and sell, you know, either by broadcasting them and then, you know, on DVDs, Blu-rays, online, syndication, streaming services, your you know, your own you know, your own online platforms. Uh, you know, as long as it's good, it's going to, you know, it it's gonna have a chance to break through all the noise uh and and get found. I don't know. There's just uh there's just so much stuff <laughs> anymore. Yep. Agreed. But I but I still find uh, you know some of these some of these things to be uh to be interesting in in what a various network it'd be like in a, on a different level it'd be like CBS all of a sudden deciding yeah we're not doing procedurals anymore <laughs> you know <laughs> procedurals are not where it's at we need to go uh you know in this other direction and 
you're just like, but you're the top rated, you know, broadcast network. Why would you? And see, I think they've done sort of the smart thing is they've they they've branched out by doing things within what they're sort of, uh, you know, continue to be known for, you know, with things like an elementary, which is a procedural, but they also have season long story arcs. Uh, or things like uh, a person of interest that has a bit more of a sci-fi bent to it, even though at its base it's a procedural with a you know a caper of the week, and so they've sort of branched out and tried to do other things, or a thing or like now this season Limitless uh, is a great example of just that's actually one of the most fun shows on TV right now. Uh, it would almost fit under the old Blue Sky <laughs> uh, characters welcome. Uh, USA Network uh, because yeah. of the way they yeah. uh, they have even though there's some seriousness to the situations and stuff like that they still have a lot of fun around it uh, but they you know it still fits within you know they're not just whole hog going okay <laughs> we're gonna make a 180 degree turn here and head over this direction well they sort of started that with Scorpion with the craziness and their wacky summer <laughs> shows that are just <laughs> bonkers <laughs> yeah all right that'll do it uh that'll do it for the news and we'll jump into the uh, prime time segment uh, first up uh, 11 season one episode two uh the kill floor is the last episode that we've all seen of hulu's uh, new uh this actually is what you would call like a limited event series. <laughs> like it, it is, Maybe you, know? <laughs> you never know. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to have an ending sort of to this story, but again, it is true. They, they never say officially anything anymore. So, uh, Season but at any rate, is... you're supposed to get, at least you're supposed to get some sort of completed story within this block of episodes. So we'll start with uh, you, Mike, what are, what are you thinking about eleven twenty two sixty three? I'm actually not the biggest Stephen King fan. I've read a couple of his books, and uh, I'm not a fan of the, his TV or film adaptations at all. But this one I'm really liking. I just I'm a sucker for time travel stories, uh, so I I made sure to watch this one, and I'm really enjoying it. It's not really great, but it's really good, I, and I think it's definitely caught on with a lot of people. And this last episode. I, I never knew Josh Duhamel could be so scary. He was really good. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he usually plays the, you know, like... The hero. The, the pretty boy hero type yeah. of thing. He was awesome. I was like, well, he can act? That's great. <laughs> if he invited me to go to a butcher shop, I don't think I'd be joining him. <laughs> no, I, I'd pass. I'd pass. I'd take a hard pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I've never been a huge... I've never really read any of Stephen King's stuff. I've never been really a horror type of person. I mean, that's not all he does, but obviously because yeah. this is not a horror thing. Yeah. Uh, but like you, I do like time travel type stuff. Uh, and what really got me on this one was the interesting bit about the time travel is that you're not some sort you're not getting into some sort of machine or something like that where you can pick a time is every time you go through this, you end up at the exact same starting point. Right. And I thought that was an interesting twist on a time travel story. 
so like if you want like in this case if you want to change something uh, that happens on 112263 but it sticks you back at like november uh, 1960 you've got to like hang around for quite some time and then your alarm doesn't go off <laughs> you and know? then you oh i got to do this all over and again. and no matter how long <laughs> you know you're gone when you get back it's only been like a couple minutes or whatever it is yeah uh, is i just thought that was an interesting premise and an interesting twist on a time travel story and so that was the what sort of got me to watch it and then i thought that towards the end of the second episode and then or the end of the first episode and then with the second episode where you see he's like well i'm heading back but i'm going to at least do this on the way you know on the way back uh after things for his initial uh trip don't go quite as planned i was hooked by it so i plan on watching the i plan on watching the rest of it I also like the idea that time pushes back if yes, you try to change the, it, yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he has to like, you know, fight the force of the past. Yeah, if that's you're going to cool. do any the bigger like the bigger the thing you start trying to change or 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 doing the more it starts to fight back. Yeah, it's like you would think this would be a, a nice fun like oh, I'm just going to jump back. I'm not not the trying to prevent the assassination by killing someone, but uh like just a fun trip back and then like the serious seriousness of the situation comes well first when he's dodging all these flames and things that are when it's trying to fight back but then also just when he, like oh it's simple you have this little almanac go get go win some money but as soon as he wins that money and like these people are out to kill him and like you're like oh this is like not going to be as easy as you thought like it's a very dangerous time and you have no one there who can really help you but um, what I really like is how each episode ends with like a cliffhanger. You're like, oh, I want to see the next. The annoying thing is it's not Netflix, so you have to wait a <laughs> week. <laughs> you can't just watch all eight hours right in a row. But yeah. they do a really good job of setting up. Um, Unless you wait till the last Monday and then you can. <laughs> yeah, but that's crazy talk. Uh, um, but they do a really good job of, of building the tension throughout these these. Uh, these episodes like they've got some great uh guest casts like this time we had uh josh tumel and uh annette o'toole or ma kent uh there showing up oh like, she was she, so funny she was great um and like they they've added like a lot of humor to to offset it like i like when in this one when he's like he has a food poisoning he's like you're not gonna stop me he goes and buys like the incontinence pants and he's like i'm just gonna keep going yeah and like uh and continue like not let the uh the history pushing back on him I, and i'm interested to see if like he does make it all the way through in this one trip or if he's going to have to go back and and redo some of this stuff because it seems like it would be so exhausting to have to like i already finished that like especially in this one where he has to like stop the guy from killing some, someone else like after he goes through that whole huge effort to get it done like does he really want to relive that all over again if he has to go back and now i'm interested to see like this um at the end of the episode, there's that that other kid who had this uh, who he already revealed that he's a time traveler and like the kid found his his newspaper there. And so how is that guy going to play into the rest of the story? Like, is he going to partner up with him or is he uh, or what's going to happen? And who is the yellow card man? 
the bum that keeps following him yeah. around with the yellow yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At first you just think, oh, that guy's just there, and then later on you're like, oh wait, he's also <laughs> over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and you know he's traveled quite a ways from where you know he first landed to get all the way to Dallas. I I also really like uh, the recreation of the time period. I think they did a really good job. Uh, you know, with the sets and the archive video footage, and and then using various things like that to to recreate that time. I always find that stuff fascinating when it it seems not cartoonish, you know, <laughs> like when it seems yeah. real. And so that's that's an interesting uh, bit of that too. You get to see, but mostly, yeah, it's like if he. If he actually, you know, what he's done now, if he were actually to go back, yeah, he may have changed this one thing, like for the the guy that was the janitor at the school, and that would be, but you also now have this other person that, <laughs> you know, knows uh, something, you know, but you would be leaving them to know uh, some stuff as well when you go back. Uh, but then if you go back and then once again, travel back in time, it's all reset and none of that, that what you've done has happened. Uh, so that's, that's sort of an interesting thing. Like, is he actually going to come back to the, you know, to the present uh, and then start, and then ultimately end up starting over again? Or, uh, you know, what's going to, what's going to happen there? Cause there's a, you know, there's a lot going on. Cause obviously, knowing that there's still seven more episodes, yeah. he's not going to just you know show back up and then the last six episodes are going to take place in present day, like dealing with the ramifications of the one thing that he changed or something. Yeah. Uh, it's, it seems that he's, he might have to, maybe the, the idea that he comes up with is he knows a little bit more. And now he, he starts over. I mean, that's what the guy that owned the diner uh, was doing. And, you know, he had tried multiple times, uh, which is why he ultimately ended up dying, even though he seemed like he was, you know, not that old, is because while he had only gone a couple minutes here, he had been living years and years over in the other the other place. I did like that he, uh, the reason his prices were still so low is because he was buying... <laughs> He, me. he was buying his beef back in <laughs> uh, back in the sixties when it was really cheap. <laughs> I don't but buy see, that. I, I don't buy that. You know, you have to walk back into the portal, and it's just like in this open air park situation. I don't buy that. Chris Cooper was walking through there with sides of beef <laughs> and, yeah. and then dis- disappearing, and nobody noticed. Right? Yeah, well, that, that's the that's the only thing that I didn't like about how they showed it was was that you didn't you never saw how he came back you just saw like you walked through and then all of a sudden you were standing like in the middle of like this parking lot or whatever across the street from the factory and but they never showed like do you have to go to like that exact spot to like I think that's what it what it is back yeah. in cuz i thought it was actually going to be like the diner had been there forever and that you would walk in and then when you walked out, you were walking out of the diner. You know, you were walking back out of the closet of the diner, but it was like back in the past uh, or something because it was, you know, it was an old diner. Uh, but 
but yeah, they never really show. Because yeah, you make a good point there. Like, like uh, he was just carrying like a big giant box of uh, steaks and ground beef or something like that. Don't mind me. Poof. And then all of a sudden, he just disappears, and nobody, and nobody, nobody notices, and and that nobody else, like, just accidentally walks through there and ends up in the future, you know, or something like. How do, is it? How does that work? That's the thing. Can you only get back? Can you only travel through it if you travel through to get there? Yeah. You know, these are the type of things that you probably shouldn't start thinking about. Because anytime you start thinking about uh, time travel type stuff, which we'll get to uh, again here a little bit later with uh, Legends of Tomorrow, it starts to uh, – the, the show starts – actually, you know, the shows start fighting back at you trying to think about it too much, <laughs> <laughs> much like uh, uh, history does in this show. Uh, that you know, hey, don't think about that. The show starts to fall apart if you if you start thinking about those. The podcast starts getting static as we start <laughs> yes, to play right. out. All of a sudden, people will be just like listening, going, "What is going on? What is that? <laughs> what were they saying?" Uh, but yeah, I think you know if you have Hulu, you definitely should check this out. Or if you have a twin brother who has Hulu, yeah. <laughs> or if you know somebody that will let you. I guess that that's the. Uh, uh, that's the thing this year, <laughs> these days. That was uh, a bit on the new Samantha B TV show where she was helping Syrian refugees uh, learn how to assimilate in the United States. And one of the things she was like, repeat after me. Can I have, and they're all, can I have your HBO Go login? <laughs> your <laughs> HBO Go login. <laughs> uh yeah, so – or if you've been thinking about getting Hulu, this is something uh, worth you know getting to check out. And uh, if or you're not – seven weeks and do your trial. Yeah, or if you can find a one- or two-week uh, free trial, wait till the last week <laughs> and then sign and up. It all. And then you can watch <laughs> it all and you have a week to do so. At any rate, it's, uh, it's one worth uh, checking out. And uh, I'll probably, I might even, uh, when we finish recording this episode, might jump in and watch uh, episode three <laughs> that that, uh, that dropped this morning as we're recording this. Uh, with that, we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is The X-Files, uh, season 10, episode six, My Struggle 2, um, which... Was like, a struggle which, too? Is, which is yeah. like everybody's struggle also, I think is really what they should have... Yeah, they could have just called the season that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, just uh, that was like the X Files colon my struggle <laughs> parts one through six. Yes. No, no, it's that's episode the thing three. About episode this. three was good. Well, was episode only three spot. was great. Yeah, <laughs> I think episode three was best of the six episodes. Whether it was great or not of an of itself is is debatable. I think, but. I think overall the thing that got me was I thought this actually was going to be sort of a six episode arc where, yeah, there was going to be some, you know, these individual story of the week or monster of the week type things. But I thought there was going to tie in more to the overall story. And instead we got like a setup in the first episode and then we were just like, uh, 
we're sort of we might hit on that here or there, but <laughs> we're just going to give you these other four episodes and then we're going to hit it really hard here at the end uh, with more of the, you know, the mythology type stuff that we're talking about here. You know, the new conspiracy or the what the the real conspiracy has been all along. And uh, we'll start with you, uh, Kyle. What did you think of? Well, the. <laughs> this last episode but the whole six episode arc i guess overall i i was really disappointed with this return like i i i've never really been a fan of the mythology to begin with i always preferred like the monster of the week and we got one really good one with uh with the third episode and then the other couple of the other ones we got they still like wrecked half of the episode by like sending Scully off on her own little boring drama or uh, have like somebody else like some other side story that got that got distracted from the monster of the week. Yeah, I did. I did start to wonder by the end of this, how much did they actually film together? (laughs) Because they spent a lot of time with other people or doing other things, even in the where monster Mm -hmm. uh, episode which I still think should have been called the Wear Human, but that would have given it away. They spent most of the time together. Even, even a scene where Mulder breaks in and goes, "Why didn't you wait for backup?" And then he finds something out, and he's like, "Asta, I'm gonna head off by myself yeah. <laughs> to do something after chastising her for doing something on her own." Uh, but they spent so much time apart throughout these episodes that I I almost felt like how much time did they actually get where they had them together to be able to film some of these things? Yeah, that's Uh, a good point. It doesn't seem like much, especially in this finale. They they had no screen time together except for the last 30 seconds. Yeah, they created this other young Mulder Scully couple and then paired them off with with their counterpart uh, for most of the, you know, for the whole episode, really, until the very end. Seem like they're trying to set them up for some spin-off series, which mm-hmm. I would be fine with if they just did Monster of the Week episodes all the time. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, like, but overall, like this this episode was just like a, it seemed to come out of nowhere. All this whole like rapid disease that was spreading, and then her no, magically no. coming up with a with a cure for it like super fast, like within like an hour, she comes Not up a- with like a. Not a rapid disease, every disease. Oh, sorry. Yes, every <laughs> every disease at once, like attacking everyone in the U.S. While the news people and the doctors, who were the most important, they had to get cured first. But then somehow she magically finds Mulder's car, like in this huge pileup of cars. She's able to somehow get to him, and then the UFO shows up who all I could think of was like, she needs to find her son. This is her son. He's just 17. He just got his driver's license and he's driving his <laughs> UFO to go meet his mom. Yeah. And so like, this is just like the weirdest messed up episode and it just made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. That's why I think it would have made more sense if somehow the, maybe the disease starts to spread or things start to happen slowly even, you know, maybe in the background of some of these other episodes. And instead, it all happens in basically, like you say, it happens in like a day. All of a sudden, everything breaks loose. And uh, and then they're also coming up with the, you know, with the cure, uh, you know, and and they, they found a way to bring, you know, Reyes back in as somebody who had like sold out, I mean, oh, I guess, yeah. basically, yeah. 
Um, and you were just, I don't know. It was so, it, it was like too much rapid fire. And then, yeah, when they get to the end, it was all, all of a sudden it was, uh, while everybody had been getting sick, apparently Mulder somehow got sick first, you know, and so was way farther gone uh, by the time she got to him where apparently, you know, the cure wasn't going to, wasn't going to work. You know, she, and she thinks that the only way to do it is now to find their son. And that, that sort of leaves you as the, uh, the cliffhanger uh, and sort of the tie up that they had been sort of talking about their son and, and stuff here and there throughout the episodes. But Mike, what did, uh, what, what did you think of, of this group of episodes? Would you have liked to have seen a more like six episode arc type of thing or, or would yeah, you know, rather they... than just gone just ep- just six random episodes and no no real mythology type stuff? Either one of those options would have been better than what we got. <laughs> than, than the hybrid? <laughs> you know, yeah, just like six cases of the week. Hey, we're, X-Files is back. Okay, here's all these great cases of the week. That would have been great. Or here's this one six episode myth arc, you know? And it's almost like Chris Carter said, guys, I got a great idea. I got this great myth arc. But I only want to write two episodes. So um, how about I hire all the old other writers to do whatever they want in the middle, and then yeah. I'll come back and, <laughs> and do the bookends. So you it was, just done a movie at that Exactly, point. yeah. It was really uneven. Um, I mean, I still, found, I still found myself enjoying some of the episodes and enjoying David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson uh, playing older, goofier versions of their characters. Uh, so there was some joys in it, and I like seeing Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, show up in episode three, you know, because he does the X Files Files podcast, which is awesome. So it's cool seeing him on the show. But overall, yeah, it was it was a pretty disappointing season. Uh, I wonder in what form or when it's going to come back if it does come back. Yeah, well, I don't know. I have a feeling it it will come back because it did do pretty well. Yeah, uh, it really so, did. It got <laughs> oh my so, gosh! Like the first episode was like 15 million viewers or something. So I, I could, I definitely could see it coming back uh, for some sort of short arc, uh, you know, or maybe even a slightly longer arc than they did here. But maybe they come up with something, maybe a better plan uh, as as to what they're going to do t- when they come back. Uh, but I can't imagine that they don't come back in some form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after it did, uh, you know. I mean, basically twice as good as anything else is done on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the ratings are basically going to get cut in half with Gotham coming back in the same spot this this week. Uh, you know, so it's uh, and you know, it's also something they own, so that's doubly good. You know, where <laughs> you're you're doing uh, something that you both own, you know, the back end of as well as it did as well as it did. Uh, it definitely seems like they'll figure out a way to have that come back at some point. Uh, but hopefully they come up with, uh, you know, a better idea or cause the, the thing, it seems to be that like you used to get these types of things without, you know, f- over a full season where you would hit the mythos here and there and you would get monsters of the week with, within that. But when you're only doing six episodes, and you're starting a sort of a new mythos and then sort of tying it up in six episodes, but you only hit on it twice. It just felt really rushed and uh, and and made it l- less compelling. <laughs> like, Very much so. Yeah. As what it 
it really could have been. But uh, okay, that's the that's the X Files. We'll move on to uh, the Flash, yeah, uh, season two, episode fifteen, King Shark. And uh, Mike, we'll start with you. What do you think of uh, uh, the King Shark episode uh, and having the 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 Diggles come for a visit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like his interactions with Barry. Uh, you know, I like that he's always so dumb, dumbfounded by the Every speed time. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Finally, at the end, I was like, "Yeah, that is strange. That <laughs> 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 is really weird." Yeah. At first, and he's just like, "He's fast. Get over it." <laughs> I, I love the way these shows just cross over, you know, and sometimes it's a big event and sometimes it's it's just like, oh, you know, we live next door. Here we are. You know, the, it feels like a big fluid world. I really like that. Um, and I thought this episode was, you know, kind of a monster of the week episode, but it was really good. Um, the King Shark, I thought, looked uh, appropriately ridiculous <laughs> as this big, nasty CGI villain. I liked that there was a Jaws and the Sharknado reference, which yes. is good. Uh, I'm surprised that Cisco didn't make the Sharknado reference. Uh, I think uh, Joe did, which was interesting. But then we got the reveal of Zoom at the end, which just kind of brought up way more questions. So uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Yeah, people seem to be – I've seen it's like uh, one of the, the Flash uh, – the Central City Underground podcast that I listen to sometimes. Oh, that's a good one. In yeah. their in their you know in their Facebook group, there's people like so so it's this, and I'm just like, um, how so? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I I'm still not sure you've got enough information that you can declare. You know, people are like, well, Hunter Solomon is is Zoom, and you're just like, and and he's was being helped by so and so and this and that, and I'm like. And somebody's like, well, how do you know? And then somebody's like, well, they said so in an interview. And I'm just like, no, no, no. You, I don't care what they said in an interview. If it doesn't, if it doesn't tell me in the show, <laughs> I'm still lost. I don't want to have to read an interview with the creator that tells me what's going on. That's right. ridiculous. You need to be able to, you need to be able to know something based on what you saw on the screen. And what you saw on the screen is that there basically is some sort of. Uh, you know, at least twins, uh, where one is, you know, Jay Garrick and one is Hunter Zolomon. And, you know, there's two on each Earth. And I have no idea which ones are working with who and and how they and how they've gotten together. Uh, who's in the Iron Mask? I don't know any of you're just not trying hard enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And and I've seen somebody, you know, say, "Well, they said in an interview," and I'm like, "No, I don't want to know what they said in an interview." As I want to know based on the show. And yeah, I'm interested to see how they explain this. Like, are there four thousand Jay Garricks? You know, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. It just uh, you know, and how long have they, you know, been working together? Has you know is is the J that we've been seeing is are has he really been working with Zoom this whole time and now <laughs> is he actually dead? Like did he actually reach through and kill him? Uh and all these different things. Mostly I'm still bothered by the fact that in the previous episode Barry tells the guy in the iron mask, uh I'll come back and get you. When he knows that the whole plan was for them to get back through the breach and shut the breach, and that yeah. there was no oh, real, yeah. there was no real known way of getting back, 
at that point. I mean, obviously they're going to find out that there's a way that Barry can travel through uh, and, you know, between Earths and whatnot. But at the point where he's telling them that they don't know this, <laughs> the only thing they know is that their plan was to get, you know, to save the daughter and then get back through the breach and shut the last breach and then... You know, You're just giving them some hope. Yeah, like, know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so who do you think is in the Iron Mask, or do you even care? I think it's another J. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would... That, that would be terrible. That would be a third, then, or something, because somehow or something... Uh, my thought was sort of that it was uh, it was Ronnie from Earth One, Ronnie, that he got sucked through the breach and he's not necessarily dead that that could be him but i don't know that's just a that was just a thought that came i have no real reason to or anything to back it up as to why i think that could be other than it's just a thing that could happen see i thought uh, he was tapping out his own name not necessarily who zoom was well i don't know that he, well that was the thing he was tapping out jay garrick but he don't know that he was tapping out that that was who he is, uh, but that he was tapping out who Zoom was, know, who Zoom was, or that maybe the, you know, but it's also one of those things that he's like, oh, Flash is like, oh, Jake Eric's fine. He's on our earth. And then the guy sort of like freaks out. And instead of freaking out, he should be like, no, 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 wait, let me tap out another message. Yeah. <laughs> to tell you what's going on. And, and so I don't know. There's uh, there's other things that bother me. Like in the previous episode, it also bothered me that Barry didn't even think of trying to phase through the glass until Zoom did it. And I was like, Yeah, that didn't make any sense. I was like, and he's like, Oh, he just showed me how I can possibly get out. And I was like, Um, you already have done that before. You you, you like phase through like a whole vehicle or something at one point in season one. Uh, so the idea that. that didn't even cross his mind as a way to get out until he saw it happen. Those type of things really bother me in the speaking, show. Speaking of things that bother me, this is very odd, but in this episode, when they're upset that Barry doesn't want to play the stack the cup game, when he would nail that stack the cup game, <laughs> yeah. like there would be no contest of like, would he pretend to go slow? So the other guy doesn't realize yeah. like the whole thing's just seems like a stupid game. <laughs> like, or, or that he could do it just fast enough to, to not seem too fast, but yeah, but, but, but when, yeah, that was, uh, that was the other thing was, is you sort of get the idea of doing an sh- episode like a King Shark after a couple of sort of like heavier episodes of things that have happened. But it also sort of brought a bit of a downer to an episode that had a giant shark in it. <laughs> you know, like this episode, I felt like this episode should have been more fun. Uh, but yet- they, did have the, they did have the fun scene with Caitlin <laughs> pretending to be uh, the uh, hating her name. And then he got all worried. But yeah. that was also another thing, since you never saw Cisco fully explain to her everything that happened, you had to assume that maybe he told her more off screen, because how would she know that that yeah. was the thing that freaked him out? Because you never saw him actually say anything about that. Uh, so th- those types of things were weird. You had to assume that maybe they had deeper discussions later on. Uh, I did like that it that they waited while it was a period of time. 
that it was just one episode before they finally let everybody else in on, hey, this is what happened. Because, oh, the whole thing of let's keep secrets, this never works. (laughs) Well, they still haven't told uh, Wally yet what's going on. Well, but that's that's one thing. Like, you're not going to necessarily tell everybody who Flash is. I mean, I get that. I'm talking about the secrets of, like, this is what happened on Earth 2. They're like, oh, let's keep this. They don't need to know about this stuff. Yet, in the meantime, it's completely affecting them. Like, Cisco and Barry are being affected because they can't talk about it. Uh, And that's causing problems the other direction. And I'm just like, no, this group has been through enough stuff now that everybody should be telling everybody everything. (laughs) Like, if you're in the group, you should know. Like, that's that's, that's the deal. Like, there should be no more just uh, holding off on on stuff like that. And so, I don't know. Overall, I just thought that, like you had, like Mike said, some of the fun lines and stuff like that. Uh, but within it, there was like the half of the show was sort of like being brought down because everybody was sort of bummed by what had gone on in the... And at least Barry finally came clean as to he got sucked in on the other side and ultimately some crap went down that kind of was his fault, even though it wasn't his fault. You know, it's, it's sort of that hybrid thing. Uh, he didn't really kill anybody, but he did sort of set in motion the events that caused some people to die, uh, by going. Oh yeah. That there. was totally his fault <laughs> you know, and stuff. And so at least they had some recognition of that. And that's why he was feeling kind of crappy and stuff. Uh, cause I didn't enjoy the two, Earth 2 episodes as much as I would have hoped that we would have uh, because there was just so many things that happened that I kept going, that wouldn't happen. Why is this going on? That <laughs> See, that didn't bother me. I just enjoyed <laughs> the fun of it. That, <laughs> that seems that seems ridiculous. I did like all the different stuff like uh, that their, uh, their TVs are all vertical instead of horizontal, which I, the funniest thing I saw was somebody posted, I wonder if people that film horizontal video on their phones are hated as much over there on earth too, as people that film vertical videos over here, uh, which I, I thought was funny, but I mean, overall, I'm still enjoying the show. I like that once they, you know, once we got away from the first few episodes of setting up so much other stuff that both arrow and the flash are sort of getting on with their own mythology now which yeah. I'm, I'm really liking. So uh, that's good news. And well, on that note, <laughs> we can move on to the next show, which is DC's Legends of Tomorrow. The last episode that we watched was season one, episode six, Star City 2046, uh, where we got to see uh, an, another uh, Green Arrow and then also an old Oliver Queen, uh, who was uh, still uh, pretty fit, uh, 30 yeah, years, in the, 30 years in the future. <laughs> yeah, he stopped fighting crime, but he didn't stop doing crunches. That's right. <laughs> he, you know, I would like to see the salmon ladder with the one arm. Uh, you know, although with the <laughs> mechanical one, it could probably be even easier. But, uh, but yeah, what a Kyle, what are you thinking about uh, Legends of Tomorrow? I was really enjoying this show. It had like the light, fun atmosphere. And then came this episode, which is all the things I hate about Arrow, where it's dark, both literally and like in the the feeling of the show. 
And this was, I thought this was by far the worst episode we've had of this yet. Like, I had no interest in the whole Oliver Queen being 60 and still, like, shooting arrows like nobody's business, even though he hasn't picked up, like, a, a bow in, like, 30 years. It just made no sense whatsoever. The whole thing where, like, they have their mission, but now they have to go and save this guy, even though they know it when they go back in time, it's all going to fix it. It makes no sense to go risk their lives and stick around and... Well, it does and, in case they actually don't end up fixing it or they don't actually end up changing anything. I no, guess. I feel the same way as Kyle. Like, uh, it felt like there was no reason for them to stick around and to help, you know, the new Green Arrow. And then to, you know, it, it made no sense. It's like, okay, this, you're going to erase his future as soon as you turn on the time ship anyway. So it's like, oh, we just, we just want to have a big fun action scene, which is kind of fine, but. It, I don't know. I like stakes, and it felt like there were no stakes in this episode. I did like the the rift between uh, you know uh, Captain Cold and uh, Heat Wave and Heat Wave. Yeah, that's what saved this episode for me, especially Heat Wave's one liners <laughs> and his and his like you know basically wanting to see everything burn and this basically the world that this was and it was like I'd be perfectly fine just uh, staying here. Yeah, just leave me here. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Everything's good, and uh, and so you know that rift continuing. Uh, also, the you know the continuing slight change in you know Captain Cold and how he thinks about things. Uh, you know, st- still going back to you know like Barry thinking he can save him, yeah, uh, and and stuff in previous episodes, and so that that's an interesting story arc. The love triangle. I didn't mind the I didn't mind the whole thing like you said of uh, you know saving somebody i i got the idea of like you know if you go back and the you know the next thing you do doesn't fix anything or you know they've already lost people they've already created more problems than they've tried to solve in in some respects uh here and there and you know like they've put other people on creating a firestorm where nobody would have ever thought of that <laughs> you know back yeah. in the past you know all of these things that they've done that have almost caused more harm than good you know, I could see trying to save them in case, you know, what they're doing doesn't actually fix things. Uh, but the love triangle thing sort of, it didn't bother me on that you could have something like that on this show. It bothered me on that we're only a couple days away from the guy that she was finally actually starting to remember her feelings for <laughs> has died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that she's attached to in history and then all of a sudden... Uh, you know, everybody, all of a sudden you got a couple of people like, uh, you know, Hey, uh, and then she's finally like, you know, thanks, but you know, I'm really not in a good spot for that right now. In case yeah, you didn't notice. The only, the only thing I liked about that love triangle, uh, plot line was that they actually right away disrespected her wishes. She was like, I have these boundaries for myself and that's what I'm going to keep But The guys just cooled it off. I like that. That was good. Yeah, you know, it was just weird that they were sort of thinking that in the in the first place. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was also sort of weird with the it it was sort of high school drama ish, you know, trying to suss other people out and creating other problems and and whatnot. But I I I think you still you go into the show for the the various fight scenes and the and stuff like that because that's the. That's really where the bread and butter is with this show. Yeah, it's a good yeah. time, uh, and, and I still think it's I still think it's fun. 
I, I like the idea of of them hitting a future time period, but doing so in such a way where they didn't really have it was they're going back to a city that had been destroyed. Uh, so they didn't have to really create some sort of new futuristic time period because everything was destroyed. Uh, I, I guess budget wise, that may have helped. You know. <laughs> apocalypse is uh, cheaper <laughs> yeah, to. It's, it's, uh, you could just uh, you know create weird apocalyptic costumes for the people that are still surviving or whatever and and whatnot. But see, uh, I thought I wanted to see future stuff, and after seeing this, I'm like, I'm much happier with them. Like chilling out in the past yeah. and dealing with like yeah like the like past di- disco music or whatever yeah yeah keep it light yeah so there's uh there's still uh, plenty of fun to be had and i think uh, that's uh that's sort of what the show's there for is it's 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 kind of the fun show right now but like yeah. i mentioned before you, you start thinking too much about uh various things you know like rip says you know the this is a potential time, you know, like this is not set in stone type of thing, you know, but based, but this is where things could have gone. And it was partially, it was also partially set up, like had somehow Adam and Sarah still been there, you know, like five years after they had left, uh, that this wouldn't have happened or, you know, or whenever it was, cause it was some period of time down the, uh, down the road that, you know, Deathstroke's son had taken over the mantle and destroyed the city like his father had tried to do. But not having Adam and Sarah there was part of the reason why they were overtaken. Uh, that was a little much. Yeah. <laughs> in, oh, yeah. Of hitting that type of stuff. And so, yeah, I'm more of the I really enjoyed them going back into like the 70s and like seeing versions of themselves in the past and <laughs> And various things like that. I think I think that's where the fun lies in the show. So I hope they head back to like another past time period or something. Well, they're going to the Wild West soon, so that'll be yeah, fun. That's, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and speaking of the Wild West, that's <laughs> <laughs> sort of what we got, but with zombies mm-hmm. uh, in the the Walking Dead uh, season six, episode eleven, knots untie, which was. A bit of a slower uh, uh, episode after we got the sort of uh, Benny Hill Keystone Cops episode last <laughs> week. They should have called last week's episode "Nobody F's with a Jesus." Did you see? <laughs> did you see the clip that somebody put online where the yeah. chase scene <laughs> yes, with the Benny yeah. Hill music in the background? Yeah. That was hilarious because they did a really good job of matching it up the right way. It just seemed to hit just perfect uh, for that. Uh, but yeah, this week we see this other settlement and you know the alexandria folks find out that there are more than you know there are these other settlements but then also while visiting uh the hilltop or whatever it was uh find out more about nagan's group and that and then end up creating the deal that uh we're gonna go take out nagan and uh before they find us uh, type of thing and so next week it looks like We'll have them trying to convince everybody in the town that this needs to be what happens and and uh, be a bit more of an action-packed episode. But what did you uh, what do you think, Mike, about sort of finding out where Jesus was from here and uh, what they were doing there? And 
I thought it was okay. I mean, it made a lot of sense with the FEMA trailers and everything. And I, I like the character of Jesus. I think he's he's really fun. Um, but it do, it does seem like the show is repeating itself again. And uh, this season started out really interesting. I thought I thought the first half of the season was better than this back half. Um, I thought the writers were taking a lot of chances with it. But now that it's getting to the end, it kind of seems like. Like I said, it's kind of repeating itself, getting back to the the whole, oh, Rick and his crew are tougher than everybody else, and that's going to get him in trouble. Um, but we'll see. I still like it. It's still a fun show. I think this one is more uh, the – I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> how big a group they're actually going to find once they go after Negan. Yeah, they're pretty confident since they blew up those other ten guys yeah. with a <laughs> rocket launcher a few weeks ago. <laughs> but like how big a group is that going to be? Uh, what type of trouble are they going to get into? But the idea of the preemptive strike sort of thing as they, they've they've already run into trouble with people from that group. And then they've seen what that group is doing to this group uh, in the, yeah, we want half, but now we want more. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that, that group is not somebody that you can just live by necessarily, you know, and they don't, right. they're not a group that you can just, sort of let bygones be bygones or not deal with sooner or later uh, they're going to find you and there's going to be a confrontation. So, you know, maybe it better on your, your terms than on theirs. Uh, what did you think, uh, Kyle, of the sort of uh, slower, slower episode and, and getting to know this other group of people? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as exciting as some of the other more recent episodes, but I did find it interesting seeing this new group, like seeing how another whole society builds their, their, uh, fenced in home, like that beautiful, like mansion of the house that that one guy gets to live in. The rest of them live in the little FEMA shacks seemed a little bit weird. Like he's like their King and, uh, the rest of them live outside. Well, they said they, they had moved a lot of the houses, the rooms in the building too, as, as places uh, where yeah, people yeah. lived. But we never saw any of those people yeah. in there. Like that, that group see, it seems like they don't seem as stable as like Rick's group and the Alexandria people. Like the fact that like one guy just comes in and then this whole like battle breaks out and the, this fight breaks out. Like they seem very unstable and like they don't have any real weapons, just their little spears and stuff. Yet they seem to have plenty of food and they're, they're growing a lot of food. So it should work out well if they can strike up a deal with these people. Um, to to combine their two ways of living and and be able to create enough resources, um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's interesting. I'm interested, like them going after Negan. What's going to happen? Like, how big is this group if they sent out those other ten people and they got blown up? Are they bringing their rocket launcher with them to uh, <laughs> to help uh, with the situation? Yeah, do they have any more? Because they've used it twice now. I don't remember how many uh, how many rockets oh. they had. Let's put some yeah. potatoes in there. It'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still enjoying the show. Like, uh, so I haven't, um, I mean, there was only one episode like last season I really didn't like that I found really boring. But overall, I've, I've still been really enjoying the show. I, I watch it pretty much live except for last night because of the Oscars. But, uh, but normally I watch it right when it airs. Yeah, well, uh, the Oscars aired early here, so it wasn't a conflict. Not that yeah. I watched the Oscars anyways, but <laughs> and that it, it wouldn't have been a conflict had it been the other direction. 
But yeah, I think, I don't know, I think the way the season's going here, though, there's going to have to be, the way that they've sort of slowly built this up, there better be sort of a good payoff in the storytelling once we finally meet Negan and the and his group. Yeah, I don't want the governor part two. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I'm I'm just hoping for, for that. I mean, I've sort of given up on certain things in this show. I mean, uh the idea that Glenn is still alive is ridiculous. I'm perfectly uh, happy with that. <laughs> I mean it I fine he got saved under the uh under the, the dumpster but there's no way that uh, uh, that the, that the two with the automatic machine guns didn't just blast him away. They were so good, and they have perfect aim. It's amazing, <laughs> and, that, and that somehow no bullets actually went through any of these uh, soft skulled yeah. zombies and hit Glenn. Um, but yeah, there's uh, so some of that type of stuff. I've just uh, uh, gone away. I'm trying not to. I mean, I already know certain things because people can't seem to not talk about stuff that's happened in the in the comics. You know, but who knows if that'll actually come to pass because they do change some stuff up in how people end up dying or who ends up dying or or whatnot. Uh, everybody seems to be waiting for like a specific scene. You know, like everybody there seemed to be a bunch of people that were waiting for you know uh, Carl to get his eye shot out, and I was just like, and okay. So now he, they've recreated that from the comic, but that was the dumbest scene I've seen in the longest time. It was like this weird slow mo. Everybody, everybody I was fine dies. With that I thought it was exciting. It wasn't nervous. exciting at all. It was so ridiculous. It was like in some weird slow mo uh, of how everybody ended up getting eaten because the kid couldn't shut up. Uh, and that was. I'm kind of glad they're gone. Yeah, glad they're gone too. Uh, and you know, Rick, apparently, you know, not that much. He he, Rick really gets around. He doesn't uh, wait. <laughs> There's a small mourning period on anybody he's crushing on uh, before he moves on to the next, uh, the next thing. But what did you think about that? Uh, that aspect of everybody seemed to be uh, really happy with the Rick and Michonne. Uh, that, finally getting I, together. That didn't even cross and, my mind. People, I guess, had been apparently wishing for this. To me, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't care. And Yeah, it's it, fine. I was like, fine. Uh, but it also seemed to happen weirdly, uh, yeah. almost. And it, it was just like, okay, I guess some people will be... The, the, the Rick Schoen people will be happy, or whatever you want, however you want to <laughs> pronounce the uh, combination of their name. Mick. And so... The, <laughs> <laughs> that's just uh that's one of those things that I didn't I didn't really care about. It also felt weird when they were driving in this episode and he's like trying to hold her hand <laughs> and she's like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And again, this is right after the other girl got like massacred. Like uh so yeah, I don't know. I I'm sort of just like letting certain stuff go and just watching and trying to just sort of enjoy it for the you know, the mayhem of uh, the different situations they get themselves into because uh, and but then every once in a while they do pop off a really good episode uh, that, you know, makes you think about something or does something interesting. So I keep watching for that every so often. 
Uh, well, it used to be every so often it changed because they were changing the people behind the scenes. Uh, but they still seem to, while that's sort of stabilized, they still seem to try new things, shoot episodes different ways, you know, tell stories in a different way than, you know, that's not the exact same thing from week to week. So I enjoy that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think that'll do it for the uh, primetime segment. And uh, as always, though, we'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on any of these shows, especially like, you know, what did you think about the X-Files? Would you like to see more of those? Uh, Are you, you know, are you still on board with The Walking Dead? Uh, Are you enjoying The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow? Uh, Let us know. You can uh, always leave a comment on the show notes or uh, send us an email at feedback at tvtimes3.com. And uh, we'll move on to our recommendations. My recommendation is a Strike Back Season 4 or Season 5, depending on... It's the fourth <laughs> season on Cinemax, but sort of the fifth season overall of Strike Back. Uh, but if you like uh, if you like any of the previous seasons of Strike Back, you, I'm sure you enjoy uh, Season 4. It comes out on Blu-ray and DVD as of Tuesday, March 1st. And uh, it's just one of the better action shows that's on TV recently. And since it was on Cinemax, you sort of got the full, you know, sort of like our rating type of uh, type of show going on. Uh, they had a lot of good, uh, you know, chase scenes, stunt sequences, action sequences, some of the best action sequences on TV recently. And uh, a couple of uh, lead characters that... Uh, uh, one of the actors is on Blind Spot now, and uh, the other one was the player for nine episodes, <laughs> <laughs> and will soon be on uh, Chicago Law, or whatever that the the fourth Chicago show is going to be. I, I mean, yay! Every <laughs> <laughs> will be happy. Actually, I should be happy because yet again, it's another hour of TV. <laughs> another you don't hour of TV. You don't have to worry about another new hour. You don't have to worry about. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's my recommendation. I was uh, I was checking out, see what's uh, coming out uh, on DVDs and stuff like that in uh, in March, and that one caught my eye as uh, as a good one, a good show to catch up on. Strike Back if you haven't watched it and you like the sort of action adventure uh, type of shows. The other one that caught my attention is, uh, I believe, uh, Kyle's uh, uh, is going to recommend it. So, what's your recommendation, Kyle? Uh, so my recommendation is The Americans Season 3. Uh, uh, it comes out on DVD, uh, well, March 1st. <laughs> uh, so that'll be out by the time this is out. Um, so I've really enjoyed this show. Like each season, they like ratchet up the drama and the suspense. Like how are these uh, these spies living in America? How are they going to maintain their cover but they're also dealing with like their kids are getting older and starting to ask questions that maybe they don't want to answer and so that family drama comes into play and then the two of them like they started off as like this arranged marriage just for the sake of their cover but now then they were sort of not in love but they they're sort of finding each other as uh the series goes along and and so that relationship is changing meanwhile they're also friends with their next door neighbor who happens to be like working for the fbi i think it is or is it cia fbi uh and so that's always a precarious thing like they they want to be nice to him and be friends with him to know what he knows but they also don't want to uh 
to have him find out who they really are. So I, I just really enjoyed this show, and the third season is coming out, and the fourth season is coming up, uh, I think, at the end of March, uh, or middle of March, so it's a good time to catch up. I, I don't think they're uh, that long of seasons. Yeah, there are 13 I episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to catch up. Yeah, that's... Uh, I quite enjoy the Americans. I did fall behind on season three, and I do need to catch up uh, with a few episodes uh, before the new season starts. Uh, so that'll be that'll be happening here in the next few weeks. Yeah, me too. Uh, I need to pick that up. And uh, so, yeah, that's 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 a good one, uh, as well as uh, Mike's recommendation, which is. Yeah, I want to recommend Mr. Robot if you guys haven't seen it. I know the first season wrapped last September, but it just recently came out on Blu-ray and DVD. I got the Blu-ray. It looks and sounds great. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of uh, uh, special features on it, but it's a good way to experience the show. I think a lot of people probably just experienced it watching it on their laptops or, you know, um, iPhones like I did, (laughs) but watching it in full high def is pretty awesome it kind of reminds me of what we were saying about the x-files revival earlier like if you were in the camp of wanting a nice tight serialized season of television with kind of a mind-boggling mystery from the x-files well you didn't get that but you kind of get that from mr robot season one i think and season two is supposed to premiere sometime in i think june they haven't really announced the the date but it's also the season one supposed to premiere on um, Amazon Prime this spring as well. So if you have Amazon Prime, you'll be able to stream it for free there too. So that'll be that's pretty cool. I would kind of prefer it on Netflix because uh, I think more people would watch it on Netflix. But you know, at least it's finally going to be on a streaming service. You don't have to sign into USA's website with your cable provider and all that. Yeah, to be able to uh, to be able to get it, but. If you do, if you do have cable or or what have you, you can watch it online or via mm-hmm. their app, or they have it at least on Comcast. They have all ten episodes available on demand. Yeah, it's on Time Warner as well. You can get it on iTunes, uh, and Amazon's selling it now. But you know, I think in a few months at least, it'll be on Amazon Prime. And I'm I'm doing a hardcore rewatch. If I could talk about this just for a second. And doing a rewatch to yeah, the, the show's so good, he wants to talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting a Mr. Robot podcast. It's called Mr. Robot O. It's Mr. Robot, comma, O H, exclamation point. And oh. Kyle and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Uh, Kyle and Jason are actually going to be guests on it pretty soon. And it's not going to debut until April. So we're going to do, we're going to talk about all the first season episodes and we'll have a a few more analytical episodes before season two starts but if you if anybody wants to know more about that just go to mrrobotpodcast.com you can sign up for uh the email list there you can find us on twitter there too uh yeah just mrrobotpodcast.com if you're a fan i think you'll want to go there or if you uh haven't watched the show yet yeah if you're new to the show pick up the show and and start watching it and then there'll be episodes released talking about each episode that you can follow along with uh, after you've watched those are you exactly. planning on releasing them like weekly leading up to around the time that uh, 
the new season starts so that you'll have basically like weekly episodes of the first season leading right into continuing on doing weekly episodes of the second season? That's the plan. That's that's the plan, yeah. So I'm probably going to start releasing them in April. We've already um, recorded a few, so I have those in the bag. But I would really like to time it with the Amazon Prime release, and I'm not sure when that is going to happen. I know it's happening soon, but we'll definitely cover all season one episodes, and then maybe we'll have a few theory episodes in between season one and season two. And when season two starts, we'll start covering that week to week. So I think it's going to be fun. All right. Yeah, that's uh, it, it should be fun. And uh, looking forward to uh, actually later on this week uh, recording my episode of which I just need to go and watch the first couple episodes of the show <laughs> over the next couple of days so I can remind myself uh what went down so that I only talk about stuff up through episode two, right. since that's the episode that we'll be talking yeah. about. Yeah, just just the first two. So you're on episode two. So which at is, least you don't have to watch ten of them. Which is why I chose episode two, because episode one was taken already. And I was like, yeah. well, if I watch episode two, I'll only have to remember stuff about two episodes. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's my fear is like <laughs> not spoiling, like making sure you don't talk about any mm-hmm. big – yeah, or talk about things stuff in yeah, in the way of knowing where things go. Yes. Or yeah, or how frustrated various things may have made you <laughs> over the course yeah. of the season. But yeah, that's uh it turned out to be a really good show. And like you said, a show that you know, it doesn't obviously complete a story by any imagination of an overall continuing story that you can continue to tell, but does tell a story that like if it hadn't come back for a second season the first season would still be an interesting watch. Yeah, there it, there is kind of an end point that happens. Like there is a major goal that a lot of the characters want to accomplish that does get a button on it at the end, definitely. Yeah. That's the, that's the type of thing that I like yeah. these days in my shows is you get you get a season of something and if it doesn't continue, you get a completed story that Inside that world, they could have continued to tell stories, but you get something that you don't feel like. I think at the end of the first season, you would be like, you want to see more of these characters and what's going on, but you wouldn't have felt like you you wasted your time like you do sometimes on a show. Right. So you're saying you wouldn't want it to be like if the whole world had a disease and then a <laughs> UFO was coming down from the sky and that's how it ended? Yeah, and then they never did a season 11. Yes, that's that's correct. Uh, that's that's the type of just stuff. Just hypothetical. Yeah, just a, mm, yeah. just a random example off the top of my head. <laughs> that's, uh, that's our recommendations uh, for this week. And as always... Uh, you'll be able to find uh, links to our recommendations as well as the news stories we talked about uh, and where you can find Kyle and Mike online and also links to uh, Mr. Robot O to the podcast and and everything. And then also in the future, we'll, uh, we'll mention it again once those uh, episodes uh, start coming out, especially, you know, especially the one that I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can already tell it's going to be a good one. Uh, and... Uh, We'll have all of that in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 312. Next week, much like last week, I will be back and I will have two people with me. 
<laughs> Once I figure out who they are. And uh, with that, thanks again, uh, Mike and uh, Kyle, for joining me on episode 312. Thanks it was fun. Me. Thanks. Uh, and thank you all for uh, listening and uh, talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.